Hi, and welcome to the Ask My Mom podcast, a podcast for young adults about all the things we didn't learn in school. Here to share her knowledge with our generation is my mom, Jen Exer, and accredited financial counselor, Jennifer. If you learned something on today's episode or simply enjoy the pod, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to it. To get in touch with us, you can submit your questions via email to askmymompod at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at askmymompod. We greatly appreciate all your support. And welcome back to another episode of the Ask My Mom podcast. Sadly, we don't have Noelle this week. I'm always bummed. Um, she's super, super busy. And hopefully she'll be back in a week or two. But we do have some exciting things coming up on some future episodes. And I just want to take a minute to thank all of you listeners for your support. More and more people are starting to listen. So I appreciate you sharing the podcast with your friends. And hopefully we see some awesome things coming in the future. So today's episode, I have a listener question. And I think this question is going to resonate with a lot of you. This is a situation that so many are in at just various times throughout your life. You know, I've been here and I hope the information today is helpful. So a listener wrote in and said that I am 28. I rent. I have one credit card at about 80% usage. No interest for 15 months, that ends in October. I just got approved for another larger credit card with no interest for 15 months. I have two personal loans with very high interest, both at about $1,600 in the balance, and I have $250 in savings. My credit score is 670. What do I do? So like I said, this just really sounds like it's stressing her out um, and is not an uncommon situation. And those 0% introductory rates sometimes sound great on the surface, but can kind of hurt us a little bit. Some of you may be experiencing a similar situation. I've been there in the past and just know that this stress will not last forever. And if we make changes to how we manage our money, we don't have to be there again. So the first steps for this honestly is to prepare a budget and determine your priorities. And I know in almost every episode, I say, do a budget. And that is because we don't know how to get where we want to go until we know where we are. So I don't have this listener's income, but before we do anything, we want to do a budget. We want to see where exactly where all of that money is going and see where we can cut some expenses, control some spending to find additional money and apply that additional money that we find to the debt. Having a budget and planning our spending helps us control our finances and stops our finances from controlling us. I sent this listener the link to the Ask My Mom budget. Um, You can receive a link to the budget as well by sending me an email at askmymompod at gmail.com. And this budget will help you determine exactly where all of your money is going so that you can make the choices and the changes necessary to address this stressful situation. Sometimes when we have all of this debt, it just feels like it's weighing us down. It just feels like it's we're all consumed thinking about it. It's hard to enjoy other things. Everything we want to go do, we think about the debt we have. It really just holds us back. When I see people with this kind of debt and then I see them make the changes that they need to make, just the way they look changes. They have a glow. They grow an inch. They just 
look like the weight of the world has been taken off of them. And this is possible. You don't have to live with this debt. We can take care of it. So when, when we're preparing the budget, we're also going to look at what the debt to income ratio is. We want to know if the debt to income ratio is under 35% of her monthly income, right? To calculate your debt to income ratio, you divide your monthly debt payments by your monthly income, and then you multiply that by 100 or just move the decimal, depending on how you learn that in school. For example, if the monthly income is $3,000 and the debt payments each month are $1,000, the debt to income ratio would be 33%, which is under the 35 that we say is the max you should have. So that's a good thing. Now, I don't know what her income is. I don't know what her debt payments are. This is just an example. Even though this example shows us under 33 or under the 35%, I would suggest that she not use a new credit card that she qualified for until we get everything under control or ever, honestly, because once we get everything under control, those credit cards really should just be for emergencies. And I don't know what the balances of those cards are, but if they're high balance cards and we start using them, even after we pay everything else off, you know, after we go through the struggle of paying it all off, going back to those credit cards is just going to put us right back where we are. So we want to use them strategically. We want to make sure we control our spending and don't use those credit cards unless we're paying that balance off every month and earning those perks. When you're earning those perks, just using the credit card because you think, oh, I'm getting airline miles or I'm getting money back or Amazon cards or whatever you're getting, if you're not paying those cards off, it's not really a perk because you're going into debt for that. So use them strategically. Okay, so after we determine her budget, her debt to income ratio, the next thing I would ask in a counseling session is, what is your first priority? Is it improving your credit score or is it paying off the debt first? Um, obviously paying off the debt will improve her score, but are we looking for a faster improvement of the score? So if she's working towards like buying a house or buying a new car, we wanna get that score up as quickly as possible to get a lower interest rate and save money overall. That debt to income ratio also plays a factor in qualifying for a mortgage. So even if she qualifies with the credit score she has, that debt to income ratio plays a factor. To qualify for a first time home buyer's mortgage, the debt to income ratio should be no more than 36%, which is more than the 35% we recommend as your normal budgeting practice. So the example we used at 33%, we know that she's within range and we want to focus then on improving that score faster to get that better interest rate. Her credit score of 370, she may not actually qualify even if her debt to income ratio is below, right? So we're looking, we have to look at both things. We wanna to try to get that debt to income ratio down if it does happen to be over the 36% to qualify, but also we're gonna work on that score at the same time. So I know it sounds confusing, but we wanna look at what our short-term goals are to determine what our best course of action is to paying off the debt. So to improve that score faster, if that's what her goal is, we're gonna look at that credit card that had the 80% utilization. Having your credit card so close to the limit drives down your credit score. So we wanna pay that first and we wanna get that under the 30% utilization and then not use those credit cards at all. So if the short-term goal is to get a house or buy a car, you know we're gonna look at where we are because always paying off the highest interest first doesn't always meet our goals. Yes, we need to do pay them off, but we want to look at what that goal is and what is best going to fit our needs. 
The next question I would ask her would be about that zero interest credit card that has a balance. We saw that it was zero and it expires in October. I would ask her if she's read the fine print. The card is not paid off by October. How much of that unpaid interest will be applied to the statement? Some credit cards, when they have those introductory rates, anything left unpaid at the end will still have all of that interest that was not paid during that introductory period applied to the credit card, even if those purchases were made during that introductory period. Sometimes this happens with like Lowe's and Home Depot, but if this is a regular credit card, like a Visa, American Express, MasterCard, whatever she has, she's gonna wanna read that fine print about that introductory time period, how much interest is gonna be applied if she doesn't pay it off in time. This may help her determine what she works on first, because even though it's zero interest, if all that unpaid interest is gonna be applied, she may want to work here first versus those two smaller loans she has, right? Because we wanna get this paid off by October. So that's another question I would have for her when addressing this debt. And then another issue is if all of that interest is then applied to that credit card, that's going to push her score back down. So even if she's working really hard to pay it off, but she paid off the high interest first, if all that's going to get reapplied, her score is going to drop again. So it always just sounds like a simple thing. We'll just pay one off at a time or whatever. But we want to look at the variables of your life and what works best for you because it's not all cut and dry and we're all different. So what is your situation? That's what I want you to ask. And what are you working towards? If you're not really taking out a loan anytime soon and that just doesn't play a factor and you want to pay it all off and say you don't even have an introductory rate, then it is kind of cut and dry. And there's two theories on that. So we can look at if you just have regular credit cards you're not working towards anything, so your credit score is just going to go up as it goes up as you pay things off, and that's good for you. We're going to look at doing that budget, see what kind of extra money you found in your budget, and then we can look at either paying off the high interest rate first or paying off the lowest balance first. So paying off the high interest rate first, make that minimum payment for the first month, apply the extra money you found in your budget to that card, and you're then going to pay the same amount every month, even though it may be a credit card and we know your minimum payment will drop every month, we don't want you to pay the minimum plus the extra money you found. We want you to pay the same amount every month because that's gonna continually pay down more of the principal of that debt. This method is often called the avalanche method, right? So you're paying off higher interest rates first, which normally saves you money in the long run, and then when that debt's paid off, then you take all of that money you had been applying to that debt and you apply that to the next debt. However, sometimes the highest interest rates are credit cards and those are gonna take a lot longer to pay off. So if you're the type of person who needs to see faster progress, you can choose to pay the lowest balance first, regardless of the interest rate and get that off your plate. And this is often called the debt snowball. With this method, you're going to see those smaller wins faster. And this sometimes helps people stay motivated on paying off the debt. And then the same as the avalanche, once that debt is paid off, you're going to take the full amount that you've been paying on that debt and apply it to the next debt you want to pay off. And you're going to continue to pay that each month until that's paid off. And then you're going to take all of that and apply it to the next debt until that's paid off. So you're going to continue making 
the normal payments to everything except for the one you're focused on right now. When that one's paid off, that amount goes to the next debt. And that applies to both the avalanche and the snowball method. Do I have a preference between the two? No, I don't because I want you to do what works best for you and what keeps you motivated. So if you're looking for, I wanna save as much money as possible, then the avalanche is for you. If you are like, I wanna not have so many bills to pay each month and I wanna see my progress, then the snowball is for you. You may not save as much money in the snowball, but if that's gonna keep you motivated, that's what you should do. But don't forget you want to do that budget and find the extra money to also apply to these debts each month. On the Ask My Mom pod website, there's a page titled Debt Management Power Pay Resources. The pages on the website are listed on the right-hand side, and on the Debt Management Power Pay Resources site is the link to the Utah State University PowerPay.org. There's also YouTube videos to show you how to use that resource. It is a free resource, but you do have to have a login. But on that website, PowerPay.org, you can enter all of your debts. You enter the minimum payment of each. You enter the interest rate, and then it lets you choose between paying the smallest balance first, the highest interest rate, or the shortest term first, and then it shows you how to pay them off and how much money gets applied to each debt and when. And you can play with these numbers and see what works best for you for your specific situation. And I like that. I like having those options and I like the visual of seeing how it's gonna work. Because when I picture it in my head, it's just all jingling around in there and I want to see the progress be made and I wanna see how it's gonna work. So on this website as well, you're going to enter that extra amount that you found in your budget when you prepared your budget to see where everything goes. And what I really like is you can download it as an Excel spreadsheet so that you can keep it and you can update it every few months um, if you have a hiccup in your life so that it's kind of messes up you staying on track. You have that spreadsheet that you can go back and readdress it. And this is a free resource, but you do have to recreate that login account. But it is really helpful to see because... Until we see it written on paper, at least for me, I find that I don't stay as motivated. But when I have it in front of me and it's something I'm looking at each month when I'm doing my budget and I'm paying my bills, then I know that I need to maintain my focus on this. And that's going to show you that awesome progress that you're making when you're entering a new smaller number each time you're going to redo it. So check out that website, powerpay.org, but don't forget, um, you know, you have to have that login, but there are YouTube videos to kind of show you how it works as well to help you get a little bit motivated. So if you're struggling with debt and you're feeling the stress and the burden, please know that there is help and you can achieve anything you set your mind to. If you make paying off your debt a priority and you set it as a SMART goal, you've heard us talk about SMART goals, right? And you have it out on paper and you're working towards it, you can do anything. Taking control of your spending, persistence, and using your resources, you can overcome the debt spiral that you may feel you are in. You're going to learn a lot along the way, and knowing what you need to do and making the necessary changes will help you go on to be financially successful in the future. And learning from the situation is going to help you do better in the future. And this is something then you can share with somebody else to say, hey, I had that debt struggle too when you hear a friend or a family member talking about it. And you can send them to the Ask My Mom podcast or you can send them to the the powerpay.org website to help them take control of their finances. You can share the Ask My Mom spreadsheet with them. Send them to us if they have questions. Because learning helps us overcome things in the future. 
you will be shocked at how much more you can do and how much more content you will feel once you take control of your finances and set yourself on a path towards financial freedom. I always do like to point out that it doesn't matter how much money you have, it's how you manage it that counts. And I truly believe that. It doesn't really matter what you make, right? Whether you're making 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, or whatever a month, everybody struggles with debt. And until you learn to control your spending, to plan for your spending, give all of your money a purpose, you may be stuck in that debt spiral, but getting out of it frees up our money to work towards other goals, to work towards long-term investing, to work towards your emergency savings. And those are two things that are extremely important in your long-term success. But if all of your money is going to pay off your debt, you're never gonna get to that financial freedom that you deserve. So take control and pay off your debt. If you have questions about this, that maybe I confused you a little bit in this episode, I know I gave a lot of information and a lot of different scenarios. If you want to know more specifics about your situation, send me an email at askmymompod at gmail.com. Also, if you want the spreadsheet, send an email as well. And I hope this episode was helpful to you today. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ask My Mom podcast. You can get in touch with us on Facebook at Ask My Mom Pod. You can email any questions to askmymompod at gmail.com. And of course, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this. Thank you.